All praises to the most high brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. Welcoming you back to another podcast episode. Well, brothers and sisters, this podcast episode is going to be a episode in which I was wanting to do a long time ago, but never got around to doing it. Because, brothers and sisters, the Bible is about truth. And as you know, I barely want to speak my own words. So when I'm opening the Bible, the power of the Bible is in my hands. And in my hands, I can see in this book what God is saying and what God wants taught. Not my own opinion, but what God wants to be taught. Now, I'm going to go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9. Now, I've read this scripture before. I've read this verse before, but I'm going to read it again. You can... And even he gave it to Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 7. But this one is my favorite, or one of my favorites. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. This is uh, Jeremiah 1, verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. And see, the words of God are his mouth. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 16. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. The words, their words. They make you vain. See, what is vain? Let's go back to the book of Psalms 119. I'm going to, I'm, 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 I'm doing this to show you, brothers and sisters, what it is to be vain. Psalms 119, verse 37 says, Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity. Now, the uh, word vanity is the same word as vain. And quicken me according to thy way. And we know that uh, the book of Psalms 1, uh, 19, verse 32 says, I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. My heart is my mind. Mark 7, 21. Now, I'm not going to read Mark 7, 21, but that's what we find out what the heart is. Jeremiah 23, verse 16 says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets, and that prophesy unto you, that make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. So in this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, we're going to do like it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.21. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, Prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. Now, brothers and sisters, we're going to get into this episode. The Sabbath day, the seventh day Sabbath. Now, brothers and sisters, I've already told you that in the book of Matthew 12, verse 8, Luke 6 and 5, and Mark 2, 28, 
Christ says he's the Lord of the Sabbath. Now let's 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 just just read it real quick. I want to go to Luke 6 and 5 first. Luke 6 verse 5. It says this, and he said unto them that the son of man is lord of the sabbath. Mark 2:28. I'm going backwards. I'm just reading it. I'm just reading these verses. I'm reading these verses because Christ is not the Lord of Sunday. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. Mark 2, verse 28 says, Therefore the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Matthew 12, verse 8, For the Son of Man is even the Lord, even, let me read that again, For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. Excuse my reading, brothers and sisters. I was trying to go too fast. So, one book, brothers and sisters, that we have to look into is the book of Acts. The book of Acts is sufficient in teaching the Sabbath day. Now, even before I do that, I want to go into the book of Acts to show you what they say is going on when it comes to Sunday. I want you to go to the book of Acts chapter 20, verse 7. Because see, I deal with their scriptures. They're not going to be able to deal with mine, but I can deal with their scriptures because there are not many. You're not going to have support from the Bible in a lie. I'm going to tell you that, brothers and sisters. There's not many scriptures that you can teach from this book when you're lying or you are a false prophet up under a system. Keep your mind on that. A false prophet under a system. Okay. Which means you belong, you as a church, belong to a system. Can't teach against the system. Remember, Jeremiah, I'm going to tell you something. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter, I want to say 28. Let me look. Jeremiah 28, verse 8 says, The prophets that have been before me and before thee of old prophesied both against many countries and against great kingdoms of war, of evil, and of pestilence. The United States is a country of war and of evil and of pestilence. War because they war because they got wars going on outside this land with just about every um, Middle Eastern country, evil, because if you know how this nation was formed, it was formed by colonization and slavery and pestilence, this coronavirus. What do you think it comes from? Nothing comes through the hands of any power that man cannot control. Man controls every power. Even when God told Job, even when God told Job, because I want to go, I'm going to go into the book of Job and I'm going to read some out of the book of Job. But God told Job, 
I mean, God said in Job, excuse me, God said in Job and uh, Job 1 and 12, and the Lord said unto Satan, behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now, when you go down and you start looking at what Job went through, one of the things that you want to look at in verse 15, and the Lord and the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Now, I'm, I'm, we're talking about Job's family getting killed. Job's family wasn't um, killed by angels. Job's family was killed by Sabians. Satan used Sabians, men, to kill his uh, children. Satan is also going to go through the hands of man again. Satan is not going to personally, as an angel, come down to you and give you a virus. He's going to work it through the hands of evil men, evil nations. Let's go back to Acts chapter 20. Just a side note. Acts chapter 20, verse 7 says this. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. Now, they say Paul preached, and upon the first day of the week. Now, when does the first day of the week start? Remember, I've done a podcast episode that uh, I that I explained that did Christ raise Sunday morning or at another times? So what I want to do is I want to go back to Genesis. The reason why real quick I want to go back to Genesis is because I want to read this to you. Genesis chapter 1 verse 5, just real quick. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. Now that night and day are symbolism of good and evil. And I'm going to give a podcast episode to show you that. I'm not playing here, brothers and sisters. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So the evening came before the morning. The evening came before the morning. So in each day, the evening came before the morning. So when we go back, Let's see what the, let's let's go back into the book of um I want to read two scriptures, Luke 4. I want to read Luke 4. Luke 4 verse 40 says, Now when the sun was setting, all they that had that all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Now, it says um, in the top of verse 40, now when the sun was setting. What was the sun, uh, When what was the time called when the sun was setting? What was the time called when the sun was setting? I'm kind of a little uh, tongue-tied, brothers and sisters. Let's see. Mark 1, verse 32. 
And at even evening, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. Now, according to that verse, the evening began at sundown, which when we go to the book of Mark again, Mark chapter, we're going to read the Bible, Mark chapter um, 13, not, let me see if I want Mark 13, no, Mark 14, Mark 14, verse 17, real quick, Mark 14, verse 17 says, and in the evening he cometh with the twelve, verse 18, and as they sat and did eat, Jesus said, verily unto you, one of you shall, one of you shall, one of you which eateth with me shall betray me. Now, this is all the same time, but I want you to drop down for sake of time to verse 30. Jesus says, And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto thee, This day, even this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. See, Christ called the beginning of that evening when the sun set day because it was the beginning of a day a day went from evening to evening from sunset to sunset that is why it says in the book of leviticus the book of Leviticus. See, brothers and sisters, you need to you have to read the Bible. The book of Leviticus. Um, the, he's talking about the Day of Atonement, but I want you to watch something. He's talking, even though he's talking about the Day of Atonement, that's not the key to the verse. Listen for the key of the verse. We already know what the atonement is. And it shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest. This is Leviticus, this is Leviticus 23, verse 32. And you shall afflict your souls the ninth day of the month at even from even to even so from even to even is a day and you shall celebrate your sabbath so from even to even is a day one day when the sun sets another day begins when the sun sets another day begins it is not like the roman time which 12 o'clock midnight begins another day no that is against the bible from a people that have taught you to be against the Bible. And even their ministers, they can't see through this. Mm, better start thinking, brothers and sisters. Better start thinking. That's why when we go back to Acts 20, verse 7, upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them ready to depart on the morrow. Watch this. And he continued his speech until midnight. Wait a minute. Paul did not teach these people from sunset to the next sunset to the middle of the night. He did not teach for 30 hours. The midnight became before the sunrise because the first day of the week 
begins at even and night comes before the morning. That's why it says midnight. He continued his speech until midnight because the evening begins a day. The morning is the second part of the day. This lets you know that the first day of the week did not begin Sunday morning. It did not begin Sunday morning. It began the evening of the Sabbath. That's when the first day of the week began. The sunset on the seventh day is the beginning of the first day of the week, when the sun has gone out the sky. That is why it says Paul preached until midnight, because the night became came before, excuse me, the sunrise, letting you know that Sunday morning worship was never kept by the apostles. Let's look at the book of Acts. Acts chapter 13. I want to start in Acts chapter 13. Now, according to them, when the Gospels, I mean, you could easily go to Mark 16, Luke 24, Matthew 28, John 20, and you will see the first day of the week at the beginning of all those. But here is many, many years in the Acts of the Apostles, many, many years after the death of Christ, Let's read it. After the death of Christ, let's read it. Acts chapter 13, verse 42. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Next Sabbath. Verse 43. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas who speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Verse 44, and the next Sabbath day, the next seven days from that Sabbath day, came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Brothers and sisters, this does not sound like the book of John, chapter 20, verse 19, because this is where they try to go to. It says, and the same day at even, being the first day of the week. So this being at even is not talking about Sabbath night. This is talking about Sunday approaching evening. The first day of the week approaching evening. When the doors were shut, when the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. What? It wasn't worshiping. The door was shut for fear of the Jews, they were hiding. Came Jesus and stood in the midst of them and said, peace be unto you. Come on, brothers and sisters. That's not worship, that's fear of the Jews hiding. Why they use that, I do not know. They haven't proved anything there. But in Acts 13 verse 42, in verse 44, on the Sabbath day, they came to hear the word of God because the word of God was preached on the Sabbath day. Let's, let's continue on. Let's continue on. No, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't even have to read Acts 13, verse 27. I, I, I left that one out. 
but you can read that one on your own. That's three times it talks about the Sabbath far after Christ died. Let's get the book of Acts, chapter 15, verse 21. Acts chapter 15, verse 21 says, For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Again, brothers and sisters, the Bible is read on the Sabbath days. It has never been read on the first day of the week. It was read on the Sabbath days. Acts 13, verse 14. Now remember, Christ has been long dead brothers and sisters, Acts 13 and 14. But when they departed from Pergia and came unto Antioch in Poseidia and went unto the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down, and after the reading of the law and the prophets, rulers of the synagogue sent unto them, saying, Ye men and brethren, if ye have any words of exhortation for the people, say on. Now, it says, then Paul stood up beckoning with his hand and saying, men of Israel and ye that fear God give audience. This is on the Sabbath day when Paul is teaching. He stood up on the Sabbath day and began to teach. And if you're going to uh, read it now, you, you really have to go from uh, verse 17 Paul goes all the way. I'm talking about all the way. Past Acts chapter 50, uh, Acts chapter 13, verses 38 and 39, 41, 42. Paul is doing all that. That's why it says in verse 44, Acts 13, verse 44, for Paul taught all of, he taught for, for, for verse 17, all the way to verse 44, the history of Israel on the Sabbath day and the Sabbath day only, just like it says in Acts 15, 21. We still do not see and will not see them keeping Sunday church, first day of the week church, teaching the Bible. There is no scripture recording that the Bible was read on the first day. And you know why? Because they did not worship. On the first day of the week. Let's get some more. Let's get the book of Acts chapter 17 verse 2. Acts chapter 17 verse 2 says. And Paul as his manner was. Went in, went in unto them. And three Sabbath days. Seventh day Sabbath days. Not first days. Not resurrection. Three Sabbath days. Now this is even longer after Christ has died. How long, brothers and sisters, must the acts of the apostles prove they never kept Sunday? They kept the Sabbath day on up until the end of their lives. Paul's letters and the acts of the apostles are different. The acts of the apostles is the acts of Paul. Acts 28 is Paul's final act. The letters of Paul were letters that he wrote, wrote, uh, wrote to Galatia, to Ephesus, to 
Thessalonica because he wasn't able to travel anymore. He was up under house arrest. You can read that in Rome, uh, Acts 28 at your own leisure. And if I had time in this podcast episode, I would read it to you. I love reading the book, but I don't have that time. 30 minutes. And Paul's in, in uh, uh, Acts 17, verse 2. And Paul, as his manner was, went in unto them and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Three Sabbath days. There was no time at all that Paul went into any temple or church or synagogue on the first day of the week and read the scriptures. And your Sunday preacher cannot prove it. He cannot use Acts 20 and 7 because Acts 20 and 7, as I said, Evening begins at sunset. Paul preached until midnight. He preached, but he preached from the Sabbath into the first day of the week. That began at sunset and at night, looking to depart on the morrow. The morrow is when the day began. So he was looking to work and do travel, like all the rest of them done on the first day of the week. Acts chapter 18, verse 4. I I want you to understand this. I'm giving you the verses. Now, just because I'm giving you the verses doesn't mean the context is any less. The verse is what I'm going to, because I'm giving you verses to prove how, and and, and I'm going to say this, brothers and sisters, the number of verses is the number of witnesses. You will not have your pastor give one verse hardly for a witness count up how many write them down of how many i've given you out of the book of acts acts 18 and 4 because i want you to i'm gonna read acts 18 verse 3 and 4 and because he was of the same craft he abode with them and wrought for they for by their occupation they were tent makers he talked about priscilla and aquila because the Jews were kicking, were getting kicked out of Rome by Claudius, verse 2. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. Now, again, it says that Paul reasoned with them in the synagogue every Sabbath. Show me a chapter and a verse where he reasoned with them every first day, Sunday. Now, this makes you think about we are not under the law, we're under grace. Well, why doesn't Acts agree with Romans 6? the, The two are polar opposites. When you look at Romans 6 again, brothers and sisters, I'm going to show you something. It says, that, but, but I want you to see something in Romans 6. Romans 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? Continue to break the Sabbath, because the Sabbath is a law. That grace may abound. So shall we continue transgressing the law so we can get more grace? Verse 2, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer? That's what Paul's saying. I'm dead to sin. How should I live in sin any longer? So what you got to understand is, brothers and sisters, grace is being misused. 
in these Sunday churches. If this was us not being under the Ten Commandments, which is what they're trying to say. They're not trying to say this is the law of Moses of sacrifice and temple worship. That was also law. Read Ezra 3 and 2. Read 1 Chronicles 16 and 40. Let me go there. 1 Chronicles. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 40. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 40. To offer burnt offerings unto the Lord upon the altar of the burnt offerings continually morning and evening and to do according to all that is written in the law of the Lord which he commanded Israel. So one of the laws too were sacrifice and burnt offerings. Which one do you think Christ came to do away with? Which one? Was it the Ten Commandments, which are life, which are the law forever, the Ten Words, or was it this? Let's read Romans chapter, I mean, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26. For then must he have suffered once since the foundation of the world, but now once at the end of the world he has appeared to put away sin and the sacrifice of himself. Christ took away sacrifices because sacrifices could not make us perfect. It showed us the transgression, as it says in Romans 3 and 20. According to the Bible, brothers and sisters, the Sabbath day was kept all the way up until the end of the Bible, the end of Acts, which is the final Acts of the Apostles. Brothers and sisters, if you continue to believe in this lie that Sunday church was legitimate, it's, it's you just do. Peace be unto you.